Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Pokedex Radio Podcast by Flashlight Studios. My name is Gabriel, and today is Wednesday, June 30th, 2010. For more information about the Pokedex Radio Podcast, please visit pokedexradio.blogspot.com or even flashlight-studios.com. We're starting to redo the site now. You can go there, check out the forums even. And from both of those sites, you can go ahead and listen to the podcast. Uh, From the Blogspot site, you can sign up for our email list and even read the show notes there. You can email me at flashlightstudios at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at twitter.com slash fsgabriel or even the podcast at twitter.com slash pokedexradio. And if you haven't already, I suggest you subscribe to the podcast. And if you use iTunes, please give us a rating and a review. And if you haven't already, I suggest you also download the app. In the app, you could listen to the episodes offline at all times, as long as you have uh, an iPod or even an iPhone. All the episodes are there. Let's do them offline. You can see all the links and everything, uh, as well as future extra content. Um, haven't been able to do anything like right now. I've been really busy. That's why the episode hasn't come out in like a month. But uh, before we get started, I just I just wanted to talk about something that I saw today um, on Bolopedia before I decided to do the episode, because usually I gather all the links and all the information that I can find the night before. And uh, today I decided just to go in real quickly to make sure nothing new came up before I decided to record right now. And something new did come up. Uh, it's a comic strip called Letters to an Absent Father. And it's just, it's from the viewpoint of Ash. Uh, a viewpoint that the Ash Ketchum in the anime, you would never see that from him. Obviously because it's a, it's a children's cartoon. And I don't have the author of this small little comic strip. It's, uh, nobody, he has nothing to do with Nintendo or anything. It's just something that he decided to do on his own. And this is just this really different attitude that Ash has. Uh, like I said, it's called Letters to an Absent Father. So each of these little comic strips, and, um, if you've ever read Cyanide and Happiness, the comic strips look like that, except they're more colorful and stuff like that. They usually start out, they all start out, you know, Dear Dad, today this happened, you know whatever, whatever, love Ash. They pull their information, the the comic strips pull the information from the anime, or at least pull the story from the anime. Like one of them was um, about the third movie, Dear Dad, Today Mom Got Kidnapped by an Entei, you know. And it goes on, but I don't remember them all right off the top of my head right now. Um, And they're just really sweet, and you could tell that it's from an Ash Ketchum that we've never seen, we've never seen that side of this Ash Ketchum from a kid that's missing his father, a kid that grew up possibly even without a father, and I could really relate to that because I didn't. And even if you did or not, go ahead, check these out. The articles, I mean, the links to all these uh, comic strips, and including the article that was on Bulbapedia, will be on the show notes at pokedexradio.blogspot.com uh, in the um, section where I put in the uh, blog post called Interesting Articles or whatever. Or interesting links. I don't know what I'm going to label it this time. Um, I suggest you go ahead and check them out. They're really sweet. They're really nice. And one of them is even a, a background for your computer. It's really cool. It's really nice. Um, it's just Ash and Pikachu uh, by themselves sitting in you know a little open area in a like a forest right next to a river. And it's uh, Pikachu sleeping. The, the fire that they have built is um, burned out. You just see the smoke coming off of it. And Ash is just staring up at the night sky. And you see Pokemon, you know, in the bushes and stuff like that. I don't know why I like this picture so much, but I just do. I, I can't explain it. I can't put it into words. Um, but I, it's it's really nice. Uh, 
So I'm using that as my background, and I suggest you do too, because it's a really nice little picture. But anyways, that's just, I wanted to talk about so many more things before doing, uh, before seeing this article. I, I don't remember what I wanted to talk about. Maybe I'll remember sometime later on in the episode. I'll talk about it after the emails. That's it for now. Now let's get on to the news. This podcast is brought to you by Audible.com, the Internet's leading provider of audiobooks with more than 75,000 downloadable titles across all types of literature, including books for kids, teens, sci-fi books, mysteries and thrillers, fiction, nonfiction, and periodicals. For a free audiobook of your choice, go to audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR today. Now, today, there is a lot in the news, because I haven't done an episode in, like, 24 days, 26 days, 25, whatever. But let's get started. Uh, as we all know, E3 was a couple weeks ago, um, and there was a lot of announcements, at least, regarding Pokemon and Nintendo. There was the, uh, you know, new Legend of Zelda game, Skyward Sword, which I don't like the graphics too much. I was hoping for something similar to Twilight Princess, but anyways, this is a Pokemon podcast. Um... Pokemon Rangers Guardian Signs, which is the third Pokemon Ranger game, um, looks like we're going to have a fall of 2010 release here in the U.S., uh, 2010 release also in Europe, and everywhere else it's pretty much to be announced. Um, no official you know, release dates yet. Poke Park Wii Pikachu's Adventure looks like it's going to have a U.S. release of Holiday 2010 and an Australian release this month, June 2010, and a European release next month, July 2010. The 3DS is different, to say the least. As a third camera, um, the third camera could even possibly take 3D pictures, and I don't know exactly how that's going to work, but that's always fun. Uh, if you've seen the pictures of the 3DS, you see that little extra um, pad above the, the D-pad, and that's called a gyro pad. Um, I don't know what that does, but we'll see when it comes out, or when more articles come out about it. Anyways. The 3DS even has also motion technology, motion sensing technology, possibly for games. What I'm thinking is something like the iPod Touch or even the iPhone with certain apps like, uh, you know, there's, there was old apps, you know, like roll the dice and you kind of shake the iPod or, or the, uh, the iPhone and you'll see the dice rolling around. I'm assuming something similar to that, but from what I read, it says the motion, the motion sensing technology is similar to the Wii. Now, I don't exactly know what that means, because, I mean, it's a DS compared to a Wii remote controller, but we'll have to see when it comes out. And the 3D capabilities can be turned on and off, you know, to help out your eyes instead of straining while you're watching the, the 3D screen. And it looks like the uh, the black and white games also, um, Japan, September 18th, so that's always cool. And similar to the gold and silver games back in the day, they were not announced as Game Boy Color games, even though they were pretty much full color games. You could put them in a Game Boy Color and see everything in color. But they were announced as Game Boy games. I'm assuming that's what's going on with the new black and white games, because they're announced as only DS games, not 3DS games, even though they do have 3D capabilities, similar to the, um, the original Gold and Silver, which had color capabilities, but was only announced for the Game Boy. But that's it for all the E3 announcements. Now let's get on to the trading card game. Uh, there's a new card set coming out in August 18th here in the U.S. called the Undaunted set. Actually, the uh, Heart and Soul Undaunted set. It's another set in the 
you know, heart gold and soul silver portion of the card games. As I mentioned before, I don't play the card games too much, so I don't know really what I'm talking about right now. But anyways, Wi-Fi events. Amity Meadow is coming out for Japan. Um, right now it's a Japan-only event at specific locations between July 24th and August 8th. Now I don't know where those specific locations are, but I do. it's Japan, so somewhere in Japan. This is only for the Japanese games. Uh, again, that's for the Amity Meadow event, July 24th to August 8th. Jirachi will also be giving out over Wi-Fi, and this is for Australia, Europe, and America, between June 26th, which was a couple days ago, to July 16th, which is about two weeks from now. Jirachi is at level 5, comes in a Cherish Bowl, holding a, a Lychee Berry, Classic Ribbon, has the moves Wish, Confusion, Rest, and Draco Meteor. And those of you who've gotten the Jirachi before, this is a very similar Jirachi to all the other ones, except, you know, I think the moves are the same, the berry's the same, Cherish Ball, Classic Ribbon, the only difference, and the level is the same. The only difference is the uh, the ID number, which I believe is uh, 06260, you know, June 26th, 2010, which is zero. But again, Australia, Europe, and North America, between June 26th to July 16th, it's a Wi-Fi event, so go ahead and download it right now if you can. I was also talking about Black and White just a few minutes ago, uh, Japan, September 18th, and Spring of... 2011 um, for everybody else. I didn't look too much into this when I was, you know, researching last night. But there is uh, a trailer out for it. Obviously, there's the the new characters and all the stuff that we already know. But now there's triple battles. Okay, let's let that sink in for a minute because even I took. A, I was like triple battles. You got to be kidding me. But I mean, I understood double battles. We had double battles in the anime long before. You know, double battles came out in the game. You know, Team Rocket, right? Now, there's triple battles. This is, um, to me, I think they're just going too far with this. Uh, that's just my personal opinion. Maybe triple battles will be a lot of fun. I don't know, but we'll see. Um, and there's also, you know, new Pokemon. You can see the pictures of them, the new screenshots from the Koro Koro magazine from Japan, all that good stuff. It's all in the show notes. Last thing I want to talk about today, it's a Japan-only Wi-Fi event for Satoshi's Pikachu. You don't know who Satoshi is, probably know him better as Ash Ketchum. Ash Ketchum, his Pikachu is coming out over Wi-Fi, Japan-only event. Uh, it's Wi-Fi and McDonald's starting July 15th. So if you don't have Wi-Fi, if you're in Japan and you have the Japanese games, if you don't have Wi-Fi, which I don't know many who don't, um, you could always go to McDonald's in Japan and get it there. I don't know much information about the Pikachu. Obviously, it's a Pikachu. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be male or female. I don't know what moves it's going to have. I don't know if it's going to be holding anything. Um, I'm assuming it's going to have Cherish Ball holding something and then has a classic ribbon and then a couple of moves. I'm assuming Volt Tackle is going to be one of them. That's kind of obvious. Possibly Thunder, Thundershock. I don't know. So far, that information hasn't been released yet as far as I can tell, as far as I've looked and searched for. Um but that's it for the news for today. All the articles that I've mentioned today, and including more that I didn't read, are on pokedexradio.blogspot.com. Uh, there, like I said, the other articles, including more Origin of Species articles, uh, that include um, Bronzor, Bronzong, Farfetch'd, and another Pokemon, which I can't remember right now. Uh, including all the links and everything, you know, Twitter, Facebook. Facebook. That's one thing I did uh, did forget to mention. We have a Facebook now. You can go ahead, you can... Uh, it's all in the uh, the show notes, not the show notes, the sidebar of the show notes. It's there. You can join the page, or even you can go to the Flashlight Studios site, flashlight-studios.com, 
we have forums there as well. So you can sign up for the forums, you talk about, you know, the Pokemon anime, the Pokemon games, the podcast, you know, just keep it clean and everything. Um, and thanks to Lexgear, which is now a good friend of the show, if you don't remember him from before, um, back around episode 8, 9, 10, he won the uh, logo contest. That's why we have the really cool-looking new logo. Well, it's not new anymore. It's almost a couple months old, but um, it's still really awesome-looking. So thank you, Lexgear, for that uh, picture, and you know, thank you for helping me out with the website. But he's an admin. I'm an admin. If anything goes wrong on the website, we can uh, put the hammer down and uh, ban somebody in case anybody decides to do anything stupid on the site, um, or at least on the forums. I suggest you go ahead and join the forums so we can you know, start more of a community than we already have, because it's something I've been wanting to do for the longest time. You know, podcasts have been out for over a year now. Something I've been wanting to do, instead of just reading emails on the show, now you could go ahead, go to the site, trade friend codes with other people that you know listen to the Pokedex Radio podcast, uh, set up battle times and stuff like that with you know other Pokedex Radio listeners and fans and stuff. And even go ahead and join the Facebook. I've already actually, I forgot who it was, who um, uploaded a picture to the Facebook account about uh, the new Koro Koro scans of the black and white games. And it's really cool. I mean, I've never done the whole Facebook thing. I mean, I have my own Facebook account, but not this uh, Pokedex Radio page thing. But go ahead, check them out. The links will be on the Blogspot site. If you have any comments, suggestions, news, articles that you want me to read, email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. But that's it for the news for today. Now let's get on to the main topic. Today's main topic is the Elite Four. Um, I know I had a lot of requested topics. Um, I threw away that paper by accident. Um, I was cleaning out the room over here, and I threw it away. So I apologize for that. If you have any requested topics, please just email them to me flashlightstudios at gmail.com. But anyways, again, on to the Elite Four. The Elite Four are four Pokemon trainers, uh, five including the champion, who are pretty much the toughest trainers in the entire Pokemon League. That includes the gym leaders as well. As we all know, you have to go through the game, battle the eight gym leaders, then you have to walk through um, Victory Road and you get to battle the Elite Four, and then once you're done with the Elite Four, you get to battle the champion. The Elite Four uh, in Kanto is located in the Indigo Plateau. Well, for Kanto and Johto, excuse me. Before, it was just originally the Indigo Plateau and Kanto, and then the second generations uh, came out, and they didn't have their own, you know, their own Elite Four, so they just used uh, the Indigo Plateau one, because, you know, it's pretty much a border between Johto and Kanto. In the Hoenn region, uh, the the Elite Four are located in Evergrande City, and in Sinnoh, it's just the Pokemon League uh, to the northeast of everything uh, in the entire map. But in Generations 1 and 3, the four Elite Four members are Lorelei, Bruno, Agatha, and Lance. And once you're done defeating them, you get to fight the champion. His name is Blue, or whatever you name him, but... Traditionally, his name is Blue, or Gary, as in the anime. In the games Red, Blue, Yellow, Green, and even Fire Red and Leaf Green, Lorelei has the Pokemon Dugong, Cloyster, Slowbro, Jinx, and Lapras. You can tell from these Pokemon, Lorelei is an Ice Pokemon trainer. Again, she has, those po- she has these Pokemon in Red, Green, Blue, Yellow, and after you defeat all the eight gym leaders in Kanto, in Fire Red and Leaf Green. But after... 
go through the Sebi Islands, you try to battle Lorelei again in Fire Red and Leaf Green. She has uh, the Pokemon Dugong, Cloyster, Piloswine, Jinx, and Lapras. She switches out her Slowbro for a Piloswine. Bruno is a fighting uh, Pokemon trainer, uh, except half of his Pokemon aren't actually fighting Pokemon, but anyways. In red, green, blue, yellow, and after you defeat the gym leaders in Kanto in Fire Red and Leaf Green, he has two Onyx, uh, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, and a Machamp. In Fire Red and Leaf Green, after you go through the Sebi Islands, you battle him again, he has two Steelix, Hitmonlee, Hitmonchan, and Machamp. So he evolves his uh, Onyx. Agatha, Ghost Pokemon Trainer. And there's a lot of rumors about Agatha saying that she might have had a relationship at some time with Professor Oak, but we're not going to get into that right now. Anyways, Agatha, she has, um, uh, in all the games, red, green, blue, yellow, and uh, in Kanto, before you go to the Sevi Islands and Fire Red and Leaf Green, she has a Gengar, a Golbat, a Haunter, an Arbok, and a, a second Gengar. In Fire Red and Leaf Green, after you go through the Sevi Islands and battle her again, she has two Gengar, a Crobat, an Arbok, and a Mischievous. Now Lance. Lance, kind of a mysterious trainer. There's a lot of different stories about him that I've read. A lot of them are possibly just fan fiction, but a lot of them are just really weird. Anyways, uh, Lance, Dragon Pokemon trainer, as you learned, obviously, from the <laughs> Generation 1 or 3 games, depending on which one you played first, and even the Generation 2 or 4 games, seeing that he's obviously Dragon Pokemon trainer. In Red, Green, Blue, Yellow, and after Kanto in the Fire Red and Leaf Green games, he has a Gyarados, two Dragonair, an Aerodactyl, and a Dragonite. After you go through the Sevi Islands in Fire Red and Leaf Green, he has one Gyarados, two Dragonite, a Kingdra, and his Aerodactyl. Now, once you defeat the Elite Four, like I mentioned before, then you get to battle the champion. And in Generation 1 and Generation 3, the Red, Blue, Yellow, or Green as well, uh, and Fire Red and Leaf Green, these are the trainers, and then the champion is Blue, or Gary, and his Pokemon switch depending on um, what starter you chose, and in the yellow game it depends on how many times you defeated him, I believe, before you get to the Elite Four at the very end. You have to battle him three times, and depending on how many times you win um, will show what Pokemon he has at the very end. But in Red, Green, Blue, and Fire Red and Leaf Green, he'll have Depending on what starter you chose, if you chose Bulbasaur, he'll have Charizard. He'll have whatever will defeat your Pokemon in the end. Or, theoretically, will trump your Pokemon in the end. If you choose Bulbasaur, he'll choose uh, Charmander. If you choose Charmander, he'll choose Squirtle. If you choose Squirtle, he'll choose Bulbasaur. So, And then his other Pokemon around that will change. Um, but in the yellow game, depending on how many times you defeat him, you get Pikachu in the beginning, so it can't go off of that. He gets Eevee in the beginning, so depending on how many times you defeat him, he'll get either a Jolteon, Flareon, or Vaporeon. But that's it for the original Kanto, Generation 1 and 3, Elite 4. In Generation 2 and 4, you know, the remakes of Heart Gold and Soul Silver, Elite 4 members change, as well as, uh, as does the champion. Lorelai is gone, and Agatha is gone, as well as Lance is gone from the Elite Four, and we'll talk about that in a second. 
there's a new first trainer, because before it was first you'd battle Lorelai, then Bruno, then Agatha, then Lance, and then the champion, Blue. Uh, the first Elite Four member you battle now in Generation 2 and 4, which is Gold, Silver, Crystal, Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver. Uh, the first one you will battle, his name is Will. He's a psychic Pokemon trainer. Now in Gold, Silver, Crystal, and in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, after you have eight badges, he has a Zatu, an Executor, a Slowbro, which is similar to Lorelai. She also had a Slowbro. Uh, a Jinx, and uh, another Zatu. And in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, after you get all 18 badges and you go through the Elite Four again, he has a Bronzong, a Jinx, a Grumpig, Slowbro, Gardevoir, and a Zatu. The second Elite Four member in the Generation 2 and 4 games is Koga, and you may know Koga as the original uh, Fuchsia City gym leader. His daughter, Janine, takes over after he goes to, elite, to the Elite Four. As we all know, he's a poison trainer. Uh, he has in Gold, Silver, Crystal, and after you get eight badges in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, he has an Ariados, a uh, Fortress, a Muck, a uh, Venomoth, and a Crobat, which is similar, I guess, to Agatha. She has a Golbat, which evolves into a Crobat later on, and she also has the poison Pokemon Arbok. If my if I'm thinking straight right now, I believe Gengar and Haunter are also half poison. I'm pretty sure they are. Anyways. But he has those, and then after you get the 18, after you get 16 badges in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, he'll have a Skuntank, a Venomoth, a Toxicroak, a Muck, a Crobat, and a Swalot. Bruno stays, thankfully, again fighting, still fighting gym leader, um, gym leader, uh, Elite Four member. He has uh, Hitmontop, Hitmonchan, Hitmonlee, an Onyx, and a Machamp in Gold, Silver, Crystal, and in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver when you have eight badges. Um, after you get all 16 badges, uh, he'll have a Hitmontop, Hitmonlee, a Hitmonchan, Hariyama, Machamp, and Lucario, which is a bit of a change-up. Half-steel, you know? And then the fourth um, Elite Four member you'll be battling in the Generation 2 or 4 games um, is Karen. And Karen is a dark Pokemon trainer. She has in Gold, Silver, Crystal, and Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver after you only get 8 badges. Uh, Umbreon. Vileplume, which isn't a Dark-type Pokemon, but whatever. Uh, Murkrow, Gengar, and Houndoom. Gengar, also not Dark-type, but whatever. Then after you get the 16 badges in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, she will have a Weavile, Spiritomb, Absol, Haunchcrow, Houndoom, and her Umbreon. As I mentioned before, Lance was one of the Elite Four members. Now he becomes the champion. Why? I don't know, but he's still a Dragon Trainer. Now he's the champion. In Gold, Silver, Crystal, and Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, before you get, uh, after you get the only eight badges uh, from Johto, he has a Gyarados, he has a Dragonite, an Aerodactyl. Actually, he has three Dragonites, so he has three Dragonites, Gyarados, Aerodactyl, and a Charizard. After you get the 16 badges in Heart, Gold, and Soul, Silver, he'll have Salamence, Gyarados, Garchomp, Altaria, Charizard, and Dragonite. So that is for both the Kanto and the Johto regions, uh, the Generation 1 and 3 and 2 and 4. And then for the Generation 3 games, Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald, here is Sydney, Phoebe, Glacia, and Drake. Those are the four um, Elite Four members. Sydney, who is a dark Pokemon trainer, uh, in Ruby and Sapphire has Mightyena, Shiftry, Cacturn, Sharpedo, and Absol. 
and an emerald, he has Mightyena, Shiftree, Cacturn, and instead of uh, Sharpedo, he has Crodont and also the Absol. Uh, the second trainer, Phoebe, is a ghost-type trainer. She doesn't really look like a ghost-type trainer because she has, you know, the flowers in her hair and the beach outfit and stuff like that. But she is a ghost-type trainer. She has two Dusclops, two Bayonet, and one Sableye. And these are for Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. She doesn't change between the games. Uh, Glacia, ice-type trainer with the name like Glacia, also has, uh, also doesn't change between Ruby, Sapphire, and Emerald. She has two Glalie, two Celo, and a Walrene. And after Glacia is Drake. Drake has, uh, Drake is a dragon trainer. Um, Drake, dragon, yeah. He has a Shellgun, an Altaria, two Flygon, and a Salamence. And that's in Ruby and Sapphire. In Emerald, he has a Shellgun, an Altaria, a Kingdra, one Flygon, and a Salamence. Now, depending on which game you're playing. If you're playing Ruby and Sapphire, the champion will be Steven. If you're playing Emerald, the champion will be Wallace. And if you remember Wallace um, from Ruby and Sapphire, Wallace was the um, eighth gym leader. But in Emerald, the eighth gym leader, his name is Juan. So, uh, Ruby and Sapphire, his name is Steven. Uh, he's a Steel-type trainer. Steven, Steel, whatever. Um, he has a Skarmory, a Cradilly, a Claydol, an Armaldo, an Agron, and a Metagross. Or Wallace, Wallace, water type. Uh, he has a Wailord. He has a Tentacruel, a Ludicolo, a Gyarados, a Wishcash, and a Milotic. Wishcash. I said it wrong. Anyways. Um, so that's for uh, the Hoenn Elite Four. Now for um, Generation 4 games in the Sinnoh region. Like usual, four Elite Four members and then the champion. Uh, here we have Aaron, Bertha, Flint, and Lucian. Aaron is a bug-type trainer, and in Diamond and Pearl, he will have a Dustox, Heracross, Vespiquen, Beautifly, and Drapion. Uh, but in Platinum, he will have Yenmega, Heracross, Vespiquen, Scizor, and Drapion. Bertha, a ground-type trainer, in Diamond and Pearl, she has Quagsire, Hippowdon, Sudoudo, Whiskash, and Golem. In Platinum, she has Glysaur, Hippowdon, Rhyperior, Whiskash, and Golem. Uh, Flint, Fire-type trainer. Now, if I remember correctly, I believe Flint was also the name of uh, Brock's father, Brock, the first gym leader in the Kanto region. I think that's his name. I, I might be wrong. Anyways, Flint, um, Fire-type gym leader, has a Rapidash, an Infernape, a Steelix, a Lopunny, and a Driftblim. And in Platinum, that's Diamond and Pearl, and in Platinum he has a Rapidash, an Infernape, a Houndoom, a Flareon, and a Magmortar. And Lucian, a Psychic-type trainer, he has in Diamond and Pearl a Mr. Mime, a Girafferig, Medicham, Alakazam, and Bronzong. And in Platinum he has Mr. Mime, Espeon, Alakazam, Gallade, and Bronzong. And now for the champion, uh, her name is Cynthia, and unlike all the other champions, with the exception of Blue, or Gary, from the Generation 1 and 3 games, she has uh, various Pokemon. And obviously if you've played these games, you know. But in Dino Pearl, she has a Spiritomb, she has a Garchomp, a Gastrodon, 
Milotic, a Roserade, and a Lucario. And uh, obviously these are all different types of Pokemon. Uh, in Platinum, she has a Spiritomb, a Garchomp, a Togekiss, a Milotic, a Roserade, and a Lucario. So that's pretty much it for all of the Generation 1 through 4, Elite 4, and Champions. If you have any suggestions um, for our main topic in a future episode, please email me, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. If you have any questions, comments on any of the episodes or any of the main topics or anything that I mention in any of the shows, uh, you can email me. But that's it for the main topic today. Now let's get on to the Pokemon of the episode right after this. This episode is brought to you by Audible.com. Download a free audiobook of your choice today at audiblepodcast.com slash FSPR. Who's that Pokemon? Last episode, I mentioned that I wanted to do a starter for the Pokemon of the episode today. So I'm going to do my favorite starter Pokemon, which is Charizard. Charizard, Pokemon number six from the very first generation. And um, wow, okay, if you haven't been to Cerebi recently, they changed it up quite a bit. Um, at least as far as the uh, the Pokedex area goes. It looks kind of cool. I like it. But anyways, Charizard, again, number six, is a fire and flying type. But originally, Charizard was only a fire type, not flying. Uh, they changed that in the yellow version. But before, in red and blue, it was only a fire type. Charizard evolves from, uh, initially, Charmander, level 16 to Charmeleon, then level 36 to Charizard. Charmander and Charmeleon are both um, only fire-type Pokemon. Uh, you can find Charmander in Fire Red and Leaf Green as starters, if you choose it as a starter. Or in Heart Gold and Soul Silver, um, after collecting all 16 badges and defeating Red at Mount Silver. And that's from Professor Oak. Um, and just as a side note, uh, you can also get uh, the Hoenn starters, Trico, Torchic, or Mudkip, in the Silvco building uh, if you talk to Steven after defeating Red. Let's start first with its uh, base stats. Um, base HP, 78. Attack, 84. Defense, 78. Special Attack, 109. Special Defense, 85. And Speed, 100. Decent stats. Uh, obviously not very well in uh, Attack or Defense, but Special Attack, 109 is pretty good. And Speed at 100 is, well, faster than a Gyarados. That's all I know. But still, at pretty decent speed. Pretty much on par with stuff like Mew, Celebi, Jirachi, the smaller legendary Pokemon. Base to max Pokeathlon stats, uh, speed 3 out of 3, uh, power 3 out of 3, skill 2 out of 2, stamina 4 out of 5, and jump 5 out of 5. Uh, so again, Pokemon of the episode number 106, Charizard. Now on to emails. Well, question of the episode last time was, what types do you think uh, the new Generation 5 Legendaries, Zekrom and Reshiram will be, and um, it's pretty much answered right now. As you can see from a lot of articles uh, all over the internet, Reshiram is a Dragon and Fire type, which is, I believe, the very first Dragon and Fire type out there, and uh, Zekrom is a Dragon and Electric type. So, question of the episode is pretty much void, um, but at the time when I asked it, obviously, you know, we didn't know if it was going to be what it's what their second types were going to be because we all knew dragon at that point in time but again the question is null and void so let's just read um just a couple of emails that i wanted to read that were actually really nice first email is from laura and pretty much this whole email is just me it's just my ego pretty much 
but I really did like this email. And this is actually, well, before I read her email, I'm just going to explain real quickly. This is the reason why I started listening to podcasts in the very, in the first place. Um, and also kind of why I started doing a podcast. Obviously, I like talking about Pokemon, things like that. As you can tell, 25 episodes, almost a year and a half. Come on. But her email is exactly the reason why I started listening to podcasts in the first place and why I enjoy listening to podcasts so much now. Uh, obviously, I don't listen to just Pokemon stuff. I listen to other things, political podcasts, um, things like that. But let's just read this email from Laura, and it says, Thank you so much for making this podcast. I love it so much. I can listen to it when I'm bored, when I'm looking for something interesting, when I have Pokemon questions, when I can't fall asleep, when I'm having a bad day, or when I just feel like listening to a podcast about Pokemon. Today I was having a bad day. I didn't know how to make myself feel better, but then I just listened to the podcast and my day was a whole lot better. I don't know what it is about the podcast, maybe the subject, maybe I just enjoy listening to you and all of the info. Whatever it is, please keep making the podcast, they are awesome. The exact reasons she mentioned um, in her email is the same reason why I listen to podcasts. Um, what were her reasons? Looking for something interesting. Uh, can't fall asleep is actually my main one. I listen to podcasts when I'm, you know, in bed, getting ready to sleep. Uh, I used to listen to music, but now I listen to podcasts. Um, having a bad day. feel like listening to a podcast. Uh, well, hers is about Pokemon, but mine is just podcasts in general. And that that's just why I like doing podcasts. There's also a request from her to do uh, Flaffy as the Pokemon of the episode. I thought we did Ampharos before, but I, I guess we didn't. I don't know. But thank you, Laura, for your email. Next email is from Ty, and Ty says, Hey, it's Ty again. I forgot to thank you for doing Togekiss as the Pokemon of the episode a few times back. And have you tried to manipulate the Pokemon, the Pokewalker with my method yet? If you forgot what it, if you forgot what it is, here it is. If you put the Pokewalker on your dog's collar and let him or her run around with it, then take the Pokewalker off and check how many steps you are at. It really helped me. Thanks for the great podcast, Ty. Uh, well, uh, thank you, Ty, for um, your email and your suggestion about the Pokewalker. But no, I didn't um, uh, use your method. I actually used uh, Origami Jr.'s method, which was insanely awesome. So thanks, Origami Jr., for that. Because uh, I still haven't done the stupid blog post that I've been meaning to do. I might just put up the... That's a great idea. I'm going to put the pictures up on the Facebook account. Wow. Okay, just thought of it. Sorry. Um uh, put the pictures up on the Facebook account about, not about, but of, um, from Origami Jr. that he sent me, um, from the way he manipulates the Pokewalker. Uh, there's this toy that he had from Toys R, uh, from, there's this toy that he had from Chuck E. Cheese, which is a kid's place that kids like to go. Anyways, he had, it's like a little dolphin swing toy thing. You'll see the pictures if you go to the Facebook account, I'll put them up later on today. But I used something similar to his, and I'll take a picture of how I do it as well, because I do it slightly different than the way he does it. But I'm actually done getting all the, the watts that I needed stored up for all the um, Pokewalker roots. I have over 100,000 watts right now, um, so I, I think I'm done getting all my stuff. But thank you for your suggestion, and I, um, Ty, and your email as well, and no problem for doing Togekiss before. Next email is from Lance. Lance says, hey, Gabriel, awesome show. You really got something going here. I looked at the site and found your YouTube channel. I watched your video. I hope you put up some new ones about stuff like add-ons to your show. Uh, you can take your cam and you can take your camera and DS and do commentaries and how-tos on the stuff you talk about on the show. Uh, thanks, Lance. 
Oh, wait, I actually skipped a sentence. Or maybe you could do a thing with your band on YouTube. I'd like to see you and your friends sing and play guitar. Thanks, Lance. So uh, thanks, Lance, for your email. And uh, I was thinking of doing the commentary thing. I'll ex- I'll talk about the stuff later on in the episode because I was thinking of changing, not changing the show, but changing at least the, the email portion of the show um, from emails to something else, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But as far as commentaries and doing stuff with the camera and the DS, I've heard that it's somewhat difficult to do, and when you do it, you'll see the giant red dot from the uh, recording thing. But we'll see how that turns out, and we'll see if I can do that. Um, maybe I can do commentaries if you guys have, you know, battles that you recorded um, with the uh, versus recorder in the game. You know, send me the uh, the number, because I think each battle is recorded with a number, and you could upload it online. Uh, you do that, and I could possibly do commentary on, on your battles there, maybe. If you want to, you know, just anybody, if you want to send me anything that you've recorded, um, I would prefer something that you recorded. I don't want to have, like, a number from somebody that I don't know, you know, at least a versus recorder number from somebody, not not only that I don't know, but someone that doesn't, doesn't listen to the podcast. But uh, if it's a battle that you recorded, if you want me to commentate on it, I'd like to at least, you know, watch it on my DS before I go ahead and do any commentary just to see you know, just do a couple of, you know, test runs on my own, on, by myself before I start doing that. Um, so we'll see if you guys want to send me some of those versus recorder numbers so I can find them on, um, in the, in the GTS Wi-Fi Plaza thing. So thanks a lot for your email. Uh, next email is from Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan says, Hey Gabriel, Jonathan again, just wanted to make a correction about how you can get Dratini. If you go to the Dragon Den and talk to the Elder after you beat Claire, the eighth gym leader, you can get Dratini also. The Elder will ask you some questions. If you answer them right, you will get a level 15 Dratini with the moves Extreme Speed, Thunder Wave, Twister, and Dragon Rage. If you don't answer right, you will get a normal Dratini that doesn't know Extreme Speed. Just make sure you answer the questions that say you are ki- that you are kind to your Pokemon. Thanks, John. Uh, so thank you, Jonathan, for your email. And I did forget to mention that in the last episode. Um, so there you go. There's another way to find Dratini. Um, for a Dragonite. But that's it for the emails for today. Uh, there was a lot more emails, a lot more emails, because it, it was almost a month between the last episode and this one. Didn't want to read everything because, you know, the episode is already going on almost an hour now. It's going to be edited down, of course. But I just wanted to thank you all for all the emails that you sent. For next time, what I, we're going to try this out. I, I don't know how this is going to work. Uh, well, I know how it's going to work, but I don't know how well it's going to work. For next time, for the question I'm going to ask you later, what I'm going to see if we can do is if you can record yourself, um, and I'm sure I've mentioned this before, I just never decided to implement it until now, when you record yourself answering the question of the episode, okay, if you have a, you know, a microphone with your computer or whatever, record yourself, uh, export it into an MP3 file, just keep it under 10 seconds, 15 seconds maybe, um, We'll see how, how that works. Uh, and send me the MP3 file. And I'll put it into the show. Just, you know, say, you know, hi, this is whatever, and my answer is this. But keep it as short as you can. Again, 10 to 15 seconds. I think 15 seconds might actually be too long. We'll leave it at 10 to 15 for now. And if we have to shorten it, if we have to lengthen it, we'll see what we can do for next uh, next time. Uh, if I decide to keep going along with that. I'm sure this is going to be, you know, a little bit of a change-up of just hearing my voice, at least during the question of the episode, during the emails uh, segment in the show, instead of me reading it, you explain your own answer. 
So the question of the episode next time is, what is your favorite Pokemon region and why? Uh, now, I hope I haven't already asked this yet, but uh, we'll go ahead and ask it again just in case. Record your little audio clip. Keep it between 10 and 15 seconds. You know, just simple, you know, hey, this is Gabriel. My favorite region is the Johto region because it's awesome like that. I don't know. I would like a better answer than that. I don't want, you know, it's awesome like that. But um, uh, you can send me your audio clip to flashlightstudios at gmail.com or you can just send in a regular email, which is just fine still. I'll probably read a couple and if I get more than one audio clip, we'll play maybe two or three, depending on how many I get. But that's pretty much it for the, the bulk of the episode. I uh, just wanted to talk about something real quick. Forgot what I was, what I mentioned earlier on in the episode that I wanted to talk about. I don't remember, but just some things that I remembered right now. I was actually having a, a discussion, not really a discussion, just kind of you know email back and forth with a, uh, I guess you can call her a friend. She was saying, um, and also I think uh, an emailer once sent in an email about this, about trying to, well at least the emailer talked about getting a petition to um, send to uh, Apple or iTunes or whatever. So we could get the other Pokemon movies set up on iTunes so they could do that. And I'm sure that has, you know, legal cause and, you know, copyright issues and stuff like that among Nintendo and Apple. Uh, my friend was saying, you know, that we, you know, at us as a community, not only just the Pokedex Radio podcast, but the listeners, and including the people that play Pokemon and don't listen to the Pokedex Radio podcast, like other websites, for example, um, you know, Cerebee, Smogon. Uh, Bulbapedia, and there's other Pokemon podcasts as well. Um, maybe somehow we could all get together and sign some sort of petition for Nintendo um, and the Pokemon Company or Game Freak, whoever actually distributes the events, instead of have uh, instead of having events at special places like GameStop, like Toys R Us. Now that we have the Nintendo DS, now that we have internet capabilities just about everywhere, to have events also put over Wi-Fi, not just, you know, at specific places, you know, like Japan, like I mentioned earlier on in the in the news, just, you know, Japan's event is actually, I like that one. It's over Wi-Fi, at least, uh, what is it for, um, Ash's Pikachu? It's both Wi-Fi and at McDonald's. So in case you don't have Wi-Fi, you can still go to a McDonald's. I would love for them to start doing events more like that, instead of having events like oh, it's only being distributed at GameStop stores, you know, and then two weeks later, they decide to distribute something else at GameStop, like earlier on this year was the uh, uh, the Pichu, and then the next month was the Jirachi here in the U.S. Um, at GameStop stores, which was annoying, because I would have rather um, not wasted gas, because as we can see with the gigantic oil spill in the Gulf, I don't know if gas prices are going to raise, the gas prices are already insanely high, and I drive a truck, um... So that's it's not very fun uh, as far as spending gas goes uh, and spending money for gas goes. Um, if anybody, if any listeners out there um, are possibly, you know, admins to sites like Bulbapedia um, or have connections to those guys, you know, Bulbapedia, Serebii, I think Serebii actually has their own podcast and I believe Bulbapedia does as well. Um, you know, Smogon, um, Poke Beach, any, any, other, you know, Pokemon websites or even game websites or even possibly other Pokemon podcasts because I know I usually don't mention them, you know, on the show. I, I'm not even I'm not even mentioning them by name just in case. Like, I don't want to start any beef with any other Pokemon podcasts out there. But 
uh, if anybody, you know, can contact those people, you know, has have a better contact than I do. Um, so we could possibly start signing some sort of petition because I know those websites obviously have followers and fans and other podcasts obviously have other followers and fans. Maybe we can all get together, sign some sort of petition for that. You never know. That was actually a suggestion from a friend that we could get both. Actually, she wanted only Wi-Fi events, but I think it would be better to have both Wi-Fi and, you know, um, special places. So in case somebody doesn't have Wi-Fi, if anybody knows anybody at any other websites, we could possibly get this done. So that's just something I wanted just to talk about. But that's it for the episode today. Uh, if anybody knows anybody, email me, please, flashlightstudios at gmail.com. We have a Facebook. The, the link to that is at pokedexradio.blogspot.com in the sidebar to everything. There you could find links to our Twitter, uh, my Twitter and the Pokedex Radio Twitter, uh, the YouTube channel, at least the Pokedex Radio one, which I should have maybe a video coming out, if not later on this week, maybe next week, possibly even the week after. Uh, but there will be one soon. I just needed to get my hair cut because I hate the way my hair looks right now. And it needs it's too long. It needs to be cut. I was actually compared to uh, Stephen Colbert. If anybody, if, if any of you know who he is, how his hair looks, and um, compared to how my hair looked in the video I put up before, yeah, my hair's kind of long now. Anyways, um, website is flashlight-studios.com. You can go there, sign up for our forums. You know, we'd love to start a bigger community than just through emails and stuff like that. You know, pokedexradio.blogspot.com is the site we're using for now. Um, soon we're going to change. Soon we're going to change everything over to the Flashlight-Studios site, but for now it's still pokedexradio.blogspot.com. All the links uh, to the show notes, to everything is there still, including the Facebook page. You go ahead, go to the page, hit the like button, all that good stuff. So, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, thank you all for your emails, and I hope to be receiving uh, audio clips for the next episode. So, thank you guys for listening to today's episode. Again, my name is Gabriel, letting you know to live, laugh, and catch them all. And we'll see you guys next time.